ہے بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد we express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala we seek blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so continuing we are in discourse 5 of fihi ma fihi and and uh, the paragraph on page 21 of the facts in addition that begins with in this connection all right feel free to start reading inshallah okay Um, in this connection, it is said that two rakahs of prayer are better than the world and all it contains. This does not apply to every person. The person to whom this applies is one who considers it more serious to miss two rakahs than to lose the world and all it contains. That is, for one to for that is one for whom it would be harder to miss those two rakahs than to lose possession of the whole world. Okay, so <clears throat> so one way to to start the understanding of this narration and and his point. is that different people through the course of their lives are at different levels of faith. Mm-hmm. And and so uh the common level of faith that many many people are at is they're looking at things according to the reward. And this is not a bad thing. Um this is I mean because this is also in mm-hmm. our sources. And and so the easy example is that if you say subhanallah once then mm-hmm. Allah Ta'ala gives you a tree in paradise that is so large it would take like a thoroughbred horse over 60 years to run its full circumference yeah. and if you try to imagine how big that is imagine a tree whose trunk is literally the size of chicago mm-hmm. yeah. just one tree mm-hmm. and and so so uh that itself mm-hmm. is okay uh but the point a person wants to get to is mm-hmm. seeing salah Mm-hmm. as the most special part of your whole day mm-hmm. is your whole day is as we're going to discuss some sort of worship like you're working to be able to provide for your family and such you're working to be able to put food on the table you're working to learn uh uh but even within that salah is extra special and salah is you and Allah and you don't care whatever happens in the world mm-hmm. and then you want to reach a point where turakas so here we're talking about nafal mm-hmm. we're not talking about fard even even just nafal mm-hmm. you would rather give up the world than miss two and so part of our goal in terms of getting closer to Allah and the development of faith and development of iman is to start taking the ibadahs mm-hmm. as more important than the dunya okay uh, but even within the boundaries cuz like you can't do you can't spend your whole day praying and skip all your obligations right your mm-hmm. body has rights over you your family has rights mm-hmm. over you and such uh but within that window of what you are allowed to do there's the uh, there's what you're what you have to do and then what you're also allowed to do invite to further mm-hmm. your goal is to maximize that mm-hmm. um again at the lower level because of the reward the higher level because that's you and Allah okay. right that's your connection with Allah so So it would be that would be the one for whom it is harder to miss those turakas than to lose mm-hmm. possession of the whole world. And so it's literally something you're 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 forcefully holding on to. Okay. Okay. Uh let's continue and read the next uh, there's a little conversation going on here. Okay, go ahead. Um a dervish went before a king. The king addressed him beginning, "O oh, ascetic, you are the ascetic," replied the dervish how can i be an ascetic said the king i possess the whole world 
No, he said, you are looking at it the wrong way. This world and the next, along with all your kingdom, belong to me. I have taken possession of the universe. It is you who are content with a morsel and a rag. Okay. So one of the things we've seen throughout this text is its contrast between like the prince of a scholar. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Rumi who's talking to to the Amir and mm -hmm. the, the Dervish and the king. So that's a contrast. And symbolically, what are we saying? There's the master of the dunya, mm -hmm. and then there's the master of the heart. Okay. Yeah. And and so it's sort of variations of those two. Mm -hmm. And and so the king is calling the dervish, you know, oh zahid, oh ascetic, mm -hmm. right? and which is essentially saying you don't own anything. Yeah. yeah. And the dervish saying, no, that's you actually. And the king says, how I own everything? Because even mm -hmm. think about. Because we live in a democracy, it's easy to forget <clears throat> the actual authority of the king. Mm -hmm. So if the king is ruling over a land, technically the king doesn't just own all the land. The king owns all the people. And then eventually it shifts to the lord of the serfs, mm -hmm. where it's sort of like an engagement or uh, an interaction. Uh, uh, but still, it's dominance by, by mm -hmm. the lord. And then eventually it, uh, it moves to you know, oligarchy or democracy and all those things. But the king, if it's that mm -hmm. situation, the king uh, owns everything. Okay. All the mountains, the sky, the people, right? That's mm -hmm. how it's regarded. Obviously, yeah. Allah owns everything. And so, <clears throat> so that's what the king's saying. How can I be the ascetic? I own everything. Okay. And the, the dervish is saying, okay, no, you're looking at the wrong way. And this is one of the essences also in terms of the process of the way of getting closer to Allah, it's you're changing your reality by changing how you're looking at your reality. Mm -hmm. Just like when you're when you're 10, you have a particular toy, or when you're five, you have this particular mm -hmm. toy, and you'd rather never give it up. You'd give up everything rather than give up this toy. Okay. And then you get older, and you realize, okay, that toy wasn't wor worth anything. Mm -hmm. And then when you die, you realize that's how most people are with this life, that this life is basically a toy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the dervish is saying. You know, the world and the next, along with all your kingdom, belong to me. I have taken possession of the universe. It is you who are content with a morsel in Iraq. And this is easier to understand than the reverse. Okay. You're basically uh, happy with food and clothing. Mm -hmm. And that food is only food for the 15 minutes that you're eating it. Yeah. Right? You mean, no one cares about, you might have all the food in the world in, in storage, but mm -hmm. it's irrelevant if your stomach is full. It's worthless if your stomach is full. Mm -hmm. So all that matters in terms of food is just what's on your plate if you're hungry. You know? And and then the rag, how long is your clothes going to last? Ten years? Yeah. Five years? And so everything you're happy with is stuff that's just going to give you pleasure for a moment and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. That's the nature of the dunya. And so when he's taking possession of the universe... He's, he is directing himself to true reality. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's a part of the process of getting closer in terms of Dean, closer to Allah, to Allah is re-understanding reality for what it actually is. And so <clears throat> kings, what happens with them, they're fighting with each other for more and more land, just like what a nation does. And, and so the dervish is like, I don't have to fight for it now. I'm going to get that in the hereafter. My paradise is going to be whatever I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So your kingdom now 
I'm going to have the heavenly version of that. Right. So the universe now, that's what I want for my paradise. Mm. <clears throat> and in one way, it's basically saying, you know, like the marshmallow test, yeah. marshmallow test. Yeah. yeah. You know, either you can have one now or yeah. two later. So that's basically what's going on here. The dervish is saying, hey, you can have this now and it's going to last barely your lifetime. Mm -hmm. Or you can wait until you die mm -hmm. and you're going to have something that's going to last for eternity. You know? um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the contrast here. Uh, let's continue. Go to the next paragraph. Whithersoever you, tur you turn, there is the face of God. That face is ever current, uninterrupted, and abiding, never ceasing. True lovers sacrifice themselves to this face and seek nothing in return. The rest are like cattle, yet although they are mere cattle, they are deserving of favor. Though they are only in the stable, they are acceptable to the stable master. If he wishes, he can move them from this stable to his private pen, just as in the beginning. He brought them from non-existence into being, then from the pen of being into the state of minerality, and from the pen of minerality into the state of vegetation, and from the state of vegetation into the state of animality, and from animality into the state of humanity, and from humanity into the state of angelicity, and so forth ad infinitum. He made all this manifest in order for you to know that he has many pens of this sort, each more sublime than the other. From state to state, what aileth them, therefore what they believe not, that they believe not. He made all this manifest that you might know that there are other states that lie ahead, not that you might deny them and say, this is all that there is. A master craftsman displays his mastery and craft in order for others to believe and have faith in him and in his other crafts, which he has not yet revealed. Likewise, a king bestows robes of honor and grants boons in order that others that other favors and grants may be expected of him, not in order for people to say, this is all there is, the king will not grant any more favors, and content themselves with what they have been given. If the king knew that that was what people would say and think, he would never grant them favors in the first place. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. So, <clears throat> a lot in here. Mm -hmm. First, wherever you turn, there is the face of Allah. Okay. Uh, in terms of textbook uh, Sunni Tafsir, mm -hmm. uh, often there's caution against uh, when we're speaking about uh, Allah, yeah. using the Arabic words, translating them into English, often mm -hmm. there's caution against using the literal word. Okay. Uh, and so it would be like saying, instead of saying wherever you turn, the literal text is there's the face of Allah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, many would prefer something like wherever you turn, Allah is present. Okay. Right or wherever you turn, mm -hmm. Allah is watching. Okay. Or wherever you turn, Allah is welcoming you. Okay. Because, like, imagine you visit someone at their house, mm -hmm. and they greet you face to face. Yeah. Now think about how different the experience is, especially if it's the first time you go into their house. Yeah. You know, you knock or you ring the doorbell, they open the door, you don't even see them. They turn their back yeah. and you go inside. Then it's kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. As opposed to greeting you face to face. So okay. wherever you turn. It's as though Allah is welcoming you. Okay. And so that face is ever current, uninterrupted, abiding, never ceasing. So one aspect, of course, is Allah is ever current, uninterrupted, abiding, never ceasing. Mm -hmm. But so is the welcome. Okay. You know, so the welcome to turn to him mm -hmm. is never ending. Okay. 
So that gets into the next sentence. True lovers sacrifice themselves to this face and seek nothing in return. So if we go back to the king and the dervish, mm -hmm. we spoke about it from the perspective of what does a person own and what does a person mm -hmm. want. And what is dr really drives what does a person want is what is their true love. Okay. And for most people, the true love is yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you usually will say it's addiction to dunya or attachment to dunya. Mm -hmm. Reality, the true love is yourself. Okay. So, and, and so just like anyone loves attention. Mm -hmm. you know, in, the, in the default, everyone loves attention. Anyone loves fame. Mm -hmm. Anyone loves adulation. Then if you start thinking about it, then you might decide, no, I don't want adulation because all this other stuff comes with it. Mm -hmm. Like TMZ comes with it, you know. And so, so here, <clears throat> the, the goal is to shift from love for yourself to love for Allah, okay. which intellectually is easy. Mm -hmm. uh, and in practice, it's very hard for multiple reasons. One reason it's very hard is because people confuse it with self-denial. Okay. You know, that, you know, I don't care about anything. I just want Allah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't even realize what they're saying, you know, because they could just be saying, I don't actually care about anything at all. Mm -hmm. Because if I truly love Allah, then I'm seeking to do what Allah wants me to do. So I don't remember if we talk about it here. And, and I don't want this to sound like a, a disrespect of Allah when I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. But when we speak about love languages, Mm -hmm. Right, you know, some people have words of affirmation, some people have um, quality time, some mm -hmm. people have touch, some people like to do things, some people mm -hmm. like acts of service and all those things. If there is a love language for Allah, what is it? Is it, it is obedience. Okay. It is ibadah. And so, so that's then how I get closer to Allah. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things that the more closer I get to it, the more I want it. The more distance I am from it, then the less it is appealing to me. Okay. And so you reach a point where you become this true lover and you want nothing else. But if you're walking down a street, you may not be able to tell who that person is. Because mm -hmm. out of love for Allah, they might be taking care of people. Out of love for Allah, they might be your physician, your teacher, your cab driver, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, right? And so then what at the end of the day is everyone else? They're like cattle. Because okay. at the end of the day, what's the cattle all about? Obviously, the cattle is doing its own praise of Allah that we can't hear or understand. But what are what are cattle doing? They're, they've been designed that their focus of the day is to eat, sleep, mm -hmm. reproduce, go to the bathroom. And that, at the end of the day, is what a person is when their love is focused on themselves. So is he contrasting the true lovers and the cattle? Are those like opposing yeah, and okay. so the true lover would be like the dervish. Okay. The king would be like the cattle. Okay. That, you know, they still are deserving of the favors of Allah, mm -hmm. um, but they're not aiming all that high. Okay. You know, it's kind of like you have the opportunity to climb up a hill or you have the opportunity to climb up Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. So go for Mount Everest, you know. You have the opportunity to pass a class, or you can get an A+, plus, go for an A+. Plus. Likewise, at the afterlife, you have, you have the opportunity to go into paradise or to go into genital for those. Mm. And another way to find that is you have the opportunity in paradise to have palaces or the pleasure of Allah. Okay. And you should aim for the pleasure of Allah. It's still correct to do all those other things. Mm -hmm. Like he's saying, they're still deserving a favor. Those things are mm. correct, they're not wrong. Okay. 
but aim higher. So uh, though they're only in the stable, they are acceptable to the stable master. So, uh, so they're still Allah's servants. They're mm -hmm. still Allah's creations, right? And so the person seeking higher faith should not look down on them. Okay. That's often a, a trick of shaitan. Okay. And that's when you know you're starting to go in the wrong direction when you start looking down on the community. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the community doesn't know any better. Yeah. You know, the people who are cattle, mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me, or sheep, they don't know any better. And they have not been designed to have higher aspirations. Mm -hmm. And so you still have to appreciate them. Okay. So if he wishes, and, and so here we're talking about the stable master, but it's sort of ish like a metaphor to help us understand a law. Mm -hmm. Um, although you can't have metaphors of Allah. If he wishes, he can move them from this stable to his private pen, just as in the beginning, he brought them from non-existence to being. So the stable master, if the stable master wants, can take the person who's cattle mm -hmm. and, and move that to, uh, or let's even say like a horse, move that to the special stable mm -hmm. horses that get better treatment. Which means that for the people who are in the masses, Allah Ta'ala, can convert them to want to have more. Mm -hmm. Which means also what? He can convert me to want less. Okay. And so I should also be grateful for my yearning. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times yearning makes people depressed. Yearning should make you grateful. Okay. Uh, but the way to do that is to direct your yearning to Allah Ta'ala. So think about different types of yearning that uh, an undergrad might go through. Loneliness, mm -hmm. uh, um, anxiety about the future, right? These are all types of, of, of yearning. Um, you know, <clears throat> wondering if uh, I'm going to have a career, wondering if I'm going to mm -hmm. find my life partner, all those things. And so that yearning, that fear is a type of yearning. And so you direct the yearning to Allah and then be grateful for the fact that you do that. Okay. Uh, because Allah might take that away. Mm -hmm. But if you're grateful for it, then Allah will give you more of it. And then what else? He brought them from non-existence into being, and then from the pen of being. Okay, so here we we have states, spiritual states. Okay. So one is, of course, non-existence. Mm -hmm. okay, that's your, there's nothing to have a state mm -hmm. about. And then there's the behavior of, of minerality, you know, which is basically like saying, you know, spiritually, there's just no growth. Okay. You're just stagnant. Mm -hmm. you know? And then higher than that is vegetation, okay. which means you're basically stagnant, but you are still providing benefit to, to others. Mm -hmm. So this is the person who's just going through life. Mm -hmm. They have a family. They're taking care of family. Mm -hmm. you know, they're not really doing much in terms of, of getting closer to Allah, but they are still providing benefit to other people. Mm -hmm. so, like, you know, taking care of, of yeah. the house, you know, working, all those things. And then you have a state of animality. Now, this is the person who is now has an appetite, and their appetite is dictating happiness, sadness, uh, their choices in life. Okay. Yeah. And then higher than that is the person of humanity, and now this is a person who's keeping the appetite in check because mm -hmm. they have a conscience. Mm -hmm. They have a sense of right and wrong. So for an animal, it's not a sense of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, they have an appetite. They're like robots. Mm -hmm. And so the human is now someone who have, who has a consciousness of right and wrong. 
It doesn't mean that they're always following it, but they have it. Okay. And then higher than that is angel. So this is a spiritual state that a person can be at. Mm -hmm. It's angel, which means now they're never disobeying a law. Okay. That's the level of angel. And then there may be stages higher than that. And on the one hand, the yearning you should have mm -hmm. is to get closer to a law. Okay. Which means as a consequence, you would be going through higher and higher states. Okay. On the other hand, you're actually yearning for Allah to make you do this. Okay. Because Allah tells us the one who's in control. So mm -hmm. what's even happening? As you're getting closer and closer to Allah, it's like mm -hmm. you're giving up your free will. Okay. okay. And then he made all this manifest in order for you to know that he has made the pens of the sword each more sublime than the other. So it's basically... You, there are the path to him mm -hmm. as greater and greater fruits. Okay. okay. And then he made all this manifest that you might know that there are other states that lie ahead, not that you might deny them and say that's all there is. So there isn't an end point in this okay. dunya. A master craftsman displays his mastery. Okay, this last part is also interesting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like when you watch a trailer for a movie? Yeah. Think about what, what is that trailer saying? It's look at how interesting this is. Mm -hmm. The movie offers much more. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's what an advertisement mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So you're watching a commercial for a car. Mm -hmm. Check this out. The car is even more amazing. Yeah. So the master craftsman displays his mastery and craft in order for others to believe and have faith in him. Okay. And in his other crafts, which he hasn't revealed. Mm -hmm. so then what does a king do? The king is dressed in all these robes. Yeah. And then will also give you know, gifts to the subjects mm -hmm. in part so the subject is grateful, but mm -hmm. also for the subject to be in awe. Okay. Like, if this is what the king is giving me, what yeah. else is there? Okay. So when you're looking at dunya, mm -hmm. with all the beautiful things in dunya, even like these clouds behind me. Mm -hmm. So on one uh, perspective, look at it and think, alhamdulillah. Yeah. But then also look at it and think, if this is so beautiful, mm -hmm. What more is there? Okay. And that, that should also create more yearning to want to find out. And to want to find out is to get closer to Allah. So here, if a king knew that that was what people would say and think, meaning that's it, there isn't anything else, mm -hmm. he wouldn't give favors in the first place. Yeah. But the king is giving all these things to lure you in. Okay. Another example of that is is the, the Kiswa of the Kaaba. Mm -hmm. So think about how different the Kaaba would be if you didn't have the cover. Yeah. Right. And have you seen photos of the Kaaba without a cover? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of strange, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's just these bricks. <laughs> but when you put the cover on it, yeah. it creates this type of curiosity. Yeah. And that is what the dunya is mm -hmm. in terms of what Allah is, uh, has uh, to offer. The dunya is sort of like a kiswa. Okay. It should create intrigue and curiosity for mm -hmm. more in terms of okay. what Allah has to offer. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Are you on time? Do you want to continue? Or yeah. I'm fine. Okay. I have time, yeah. Okay. okay. Let's go to the next paragraph. Um, okay. um, an ascetic is someone who sees the hereafter. A worldly person sees only the stable of this world, while those who are the mis mystic elite see neither the hereafter nor the stable. Since their gaze has fallen upon the beginning, they know what the end of everything will be, just as an expert who plants wheat 
who plants wheat knows that wheat will grow. He knows the outcome from the beginning. So also with barley, rice, and so forth. When an expert looks at the beginning, although his view is not toward the end, he knows what the end will be from the beginning. Such people are rare. Those who look toward the end are mediocre, while those who, look, who are in the stable are cattle. Okay, so a lot of big points. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting more of a definition. What's the definition difference in this context between the ascetic, the Zahid or Zahida, and uh, the, the king? So the Zahid is basically saying, I only need what is going to give me the hereafter. Okay. So the Zahid is not saying, I hate this world. Mm -hmm. The Zahid is basically saying, all I need is what's going to get me there. Okay. Yeah. Which could mean... It could mean the Zahid might need a palace in this world, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. it's whatever gets me there on the other side. A worldly person mm -hmm. only sees this world, yeah, not realizing it's just a stable, okay. like a stable for horses. Okay. Yeah. And then you have the elite. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like the Sufis. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't even see the hereafter, and they don't yeah. even see the stable. Okay. What are they looking at when we're saying their gaze has fallen upon the beginning? They are looking at the source, which is okay. Allah Ta'ala. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Zahid is a good thing. Mm -hmm. The person of this world is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. You know, they just may not realize mm -hmm. that the world is not as great as they thought it yeah. was. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Sufi who's focused on the source, meaning Allah Ta'ala. Okay. So since their gaze has fallen upon the beginning, yeah. They know what the end of everything will be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just as the expert who plants wheat knows that what wheat will grow. And so what is the end? You're basically saying the end is that all that matters is mm -hmm. Allah Ta'ala. Okay. Because yeah. that's how it began. All that mattered was Allah Ta'ala. All that will matter is Allah Ta'ala. Okay. Yeah. And, and then where do we go from there? Uh, he knows the outcome from the beginning. So also with barley, rice, and so forth. Mm -hmm. When an expert looks at the beginning, although his view is not toward the end, he knows what the end will be from the beginning. Okay. Such people are rare. Those who look toward the end are mediocre. Okay. So mm -hmm. not saying they're going to hell. But yeah. we're saying if your goal is just to go to paradise, mm -hmm. you're not aiming as high as you can. Okay. Your goal is the pleasure of Allah. Mm -hmm. okay. If your goal is paradise, you're fine. Okay. Okay. If your goal is to avoid hell, you're fine. Mm -hmm. But better than these is the pleasure of Allah. Okay. Well, those who are in the stable, again, are just cattle. These are people that they're living the way they're taught. They don't mm -hmm. know any better. And they are what they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. It may be that Allah Ta'ala will turn them into Zahids or into Sufis and such. Okay. Again, here we're not talking about like such and such Sufi that we know. We're basically yeah, yeah. talking about the idea, the ideal uh, efforts of the Sufi. Okay. Okay, uh, next paragraph. Man has a guide at hand for every endeavor. Nothing can be undertaken until a pain, a yearning and love for a thing is awakened inside man. Without pain, one's endeavor will not be easy, no matter whether it be this worldly, otherworldly, commercial, regal, scholarly, astrological, or anything else. Mary did not go to the blessed tree until she experienced birth pangs, and the pains of childbirth came upon her near the tr trunk of a palm tree. Pain brought her to the tree, and the tree bore fruit. Our body is like Mary, and each of us bears a Jesus. If we, if we experience birth pains, our Jesus will be born. But if there is no pain, our Jesus will return to his origin by that hidden road, road whence he came, and we will remain deprived. 
Uh, why don't you also read the, the poetry thing? The soul within is in poverty. The body without is in the flesh. The demon gorges itself to nausea. Jamshid has nothing to eat. Heal yourself now while your Jesus is on earth. For when Jesus has risen to heaven, your cure will have departed. Okay, very good. So, so this is going back to what we were speaking of as, you know, the core. So we spoke about mm -hmm. it from the perspective of, you know, uh, the the love and what is the essence of this? It's yearning. Okay. Yeah. You want to want more in your mm -hmm. relationship with Allah. Yeah. So man has a guide for every endeavor. So everyone, every one of us, has something that's steering mm -hmm. us. Yeah. yeah. Now, nothing is going to provoke you to take the next step forward mm -hmm. unless you feel provoked. Okay. okay. Otherwise, you know, wherever you're at, people are used to being stagnant mm -hmm. like cattle. Okay. And so he's saying that's a yearning or a love for a thing. When that is awakened, then you're going to move forward more. Mm -hmm. You know, so like if you're someone who, who loves the morning air, mm -hmm. then you're going to want to get up. You're going to want to get outside mm -hmm. as fast as you can. If you're someone who loves the solitude of nighttime, mm -hmm. then you can't wait till you get to that. Mm -hmm. And then you start coming to life. Mm -hmm. So everybody has something. Again, we're saying the goal is to, the, the yearning you want is to get closer to Allah. Okay. And so what he's focusing on here is the experience of pain. <clears throat> so uh, I have a, a student who was in this horrible car accident over the weekend, mm -hmm. not from Loyola. And, and basically he's going across an intersection and someone T-bones him. And when you look at the photo, it looks like the, the other car went almost halfway into his car. My yeah. God. And alhamdulillah, he survived. You know, mm -hmm. he, he has like fractured pelvis and all kinds of other issues and such. But he's like shocked and grateful that he's alive because mm -hmm. he, he, he got knocked out. Mm -hmm. yeah, he didn't even know what happened. And, and he's also very thankful because prior to going on that, that particular mm -hmm. drive, he was going to put his kids in the car. And for whatever reason, he did not. Mm -hmm. And who knows what happened, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> I was talking to him today and I asked him, so, you know, how are you feeling and mm -hmm. such? This is like four days later, three days later. And he's like, you know, I'm in pain, but I'm okay. I'm okay. And so then I told him, okay, focus on the feeling of the pain because mm -hmm. that pain is actually yearning. Yearning for mm -hmm. what? Relief. Okay. Yeah. Relief from pain. And, wait, and try to know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Not the physiological, yeah. you know, pain of the body, but the actual mm -hmm. desire to get out of the pain. Mm -hmm. Make all of your du'as with that yearning. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and so so when Maryam alayhi salam is giving yeah. birth to Isa alayhi salam, mm -hmm. in our narrative, she's going through this tremendous pain. Yeah. Right. And to the point that you know she's she's being told, okay, here's a palm tree, shake mm -hmm. it, and and knock some dates down that you can eat. Mm -hmm. Now think about. Uh, have you ever held or pushed like a palm tree? Okay, she's, I don't know how big she is. I'm imagining she's not that big of a person physically. Yeah. And she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she has to have enough strength to shake the palm tree mm -hmm. to make the dates fall down. Because, you know, the dates are going to swing in the air yeah. for it and they're going to fall. And so try to imagine how much pain that is you know, in mm -hmm. order to give birth to Isa, alayhi salam. And so what we're saying is that all of the types of pains that you feel mm -hmm. are actually yearnings. And you want to steer it. So the relief, mm -hmm. you're steering the yearning towards relief 
like we said, like, you know, the common things for undergrads, whether it's loneliness or anxiety or what have you. And you want to steer it as though Allah is the one who's going to give you the relief. Okay. okay. So this brings us to the last part of this, uh, this uh, discourse. The soul is in poverty. Another way to put that is your natural default is need. Mm -hmm. That's poverty. Poverty is need. And the body without it is in flush. If you don't have need, Mm -hmm. then you're going to act, you know, like someone with a full stomach. Mm -hmm. And then you have the nafs. Mm -hmm. The demon gorges itself to to nausea. Mm -hmm. If the nafs is taking over, then you're going to be a person of appetite and you're just going to eat and eat and eat. And the difference between you and cattle is that cattle has a lot more space. Mm -hmm to eat and then you're just going to keep eating and eating you yeah. like to say you know they eat with their eyes rather than with their stomachs yeah. Yeah. and gorging itself doesn't just mean physical food it means purchasing things trying to get attention all those mm-hmm. things to the point that you reach like a, a type of insanity yeah. jim shade so think of him as like this iconic persian king okay. you know of a tremendous mm-hmm. uh, land um, has nothing to eat meaning no need because he has everything, mm-hmm. and he's sort of like the body uh, uh, in flush. Okay. Um, if his goal was to get closer to Allah, then he'd have a completely uh, starving appetite. Because okay. the dunya is not feeding any of it. Okay. So. Heal yourself now while your Isa is on the earth. So you have this Iman within mm-hmm. you. And so do that otherwise it's too late when you die for when Isa has written your care will have departed which means essentially here Isa is to Maryam in that period of time sort of like what your ruh your soul is inside mm-hmm. of you or better than that your Iman is inside of you and and so that's overall the message here okay all right inshallah next time we'll do discourse number six and so the stuff we covered today that sort of makes sense this is yeah, all, makes all sense. textbook Sufi stuff yeah Cool. And the last questions or thoughts? Mm, no. Okay, Angela. We'll yeah. stop right here. Sounds and good. And next time, discourse number six on page 23 of the book. Okay, subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashadu wa ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. All right, Malachal, where are you, Angela? And we'll, we'll see you next time, Angela. Sounds good. All right. Okay.